Conversations with Pioneers, hosted by Refule Tobeja. She's a go-getter. Tenacious. Resilient, without a doubt. Intelligent, most definitely a thinker. She sets the pace. And welcome to yet another exciting and inspiring episode of Conversations with Pioneers. And I'm your host, Rifilwe Tobeha. Today, I'm in conversation with Scotty Wang, a human-forward creative problem solver who believes in restoring dreams where hope is lost through writing, teaching, and facilitating conversations. He's best known as the author of Finding Makoti and his TED Talk on the future of dating and matrimony in Africa. Scotty is the founder of Future Billionaireing, Publishers Africa and Gloop, as well as co-founder of Apply and Think Africa. Welcome to the show, Scotty. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how's it? I'm lovely, thank you, Rafilwe. I'm glad you could make it today. But now let's start by unpacking that intro. Let's start with human forward creative problem solver. Please just super simplify that for me. So being human forward for me is always thinking about the human race in future context. A lot of people always use the terminology futurist, but I think being a futurist is more technology oriented. And I took it a step further and said, I really want to be human centric and human forward thinking, meaning Mm -hmm. that everything that I do needs to be about and for the human race, Mm -hmm. because essentially we don't want ourselves in a situation where we are in danger of being taken over by robots. We need to still maintain our humanness, if, if that makes sense. Mm. So human forward thinking is just always constantly thinking about problem solving for humans. And some of it we cause ourselves, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like which ones? Which ones do we cause ourselves? I mean, if you take a look at, uh, we'll start in the year 2000, there was this uh, thing going around saying Y2K. And there was basically a, a first glimpse of the year 2000 being the year of technology and technology is going to disrupt everything and everything is going to switch off. Mm-hmm. And then we move it, you know, maybe a, 10 years later, you have your Mark Zuckerbergs, they're creating social networks, you have your Mixits, you have all these social platforms that are popping up and mushrooming. And then mm-hmm. fast forward 10 years later from there, we're stuck in the year like 2019 and we're so focused on robotics, artificial intelligence, and, you know, all these fascinating things that have been discovered. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, there's always like a a cause and effect. Cause being you create this beautiful thing for beautiful reasons. And then the effect thereof is negativity always follows. So, you know, in the age where you started using a cell phone it was simple text message phone call now you use Mm. your cell phone to literally do everything and if we have to assess how that has impacted human beings and the spaces that we occupy and the connectivity and the connection that we have as humans we can Mm. see that it's quite a dreadful one so that's that's particularly what i mean when i say that when you're human forward thinking 
you're always thinking about how to better humans' lives without necessarily creating gadgets and all these um, other exciting things that, you know, other entrepreneurs are after. Hmm, I yeah. like that. We'll get to that a bit later because, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't want to be all over the show. Let's sure. now move to finding Makoti, which I need to get my hands on, by the way. Take us <laughs> through the, I do. Where can I get it? So I discontinued that book because Yay! I actually, because I actually achieved my objective. Got married last year, December. So I kind of just achieved the whole finding Makoti thing. And that book as well was also created to kind of just like problem solve men issues. The idea there was, okay, cool. I'm a little boy growing up. And as I grow up, I do things that I'm told to do by other men. Eventually, when I get to the end of the road and I want to get married, I finally realize that I've hurt and broken a lot of women. So the question Mm. bears to ask, who do you then fall in love with? So it's the broken literally getting together with the broken. And that is a problem all on its own. So I went and literally dissected my dating career, as I call it. And I came up with a conclusion. And the conclusion was... I can't expect to find myself a good woman because that's the idea, right? Um, Every man says, I want a good woman, but how do you look for a good woman without being a good man yourself? When you have so many social ills that are actually contributing to societal problems and relationship problems and just problems on top of problems. So if we're going to say that we want to go out and date or we want to get married, I think the first fix is internal. It has nothing to do with another human being. You can't get anybody who's going to complete you. You can't get anyone who's going to fix you. And the best thing for us to do is take accountability and to literally just fix ourselves. And I went on that journey, proven fact, two years later, here I am. I bagged myself a very beautiful wife in, I think, a a space of like nine to ten months. So I was able to get done something that takes a lot of men forever to kind of like realize. And in ten months, I was fully married and now we're just living. It's beautiful. So you can't can't discontinue the book then. You Actually, we need a a volume two, honestly. I'm I'm thinking about that. But the thing is, um, you must remember... As we go, we grow, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, And this this certainly means that, you know, from that book's perspective, when I wrote it, listen, it was hot because I wanted to write a book that literally says, screw the publishing industry and screw literacy. I wanted to do things different. I wanted the book to be for any Tom, Dick and Harry to kind of just pick up and read. So it picks up on a lot of colloquial language that we use on, on social media. If we can kind of consume threads on Twitter, we can pretty much read a book, but people don't Mm. want to pick up physical books because they just get boring. So I wrote this book in that form. But when I reviewed it two years later, it was like, hmm, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I like that. So I kind of just, yeah, I, I, I shoved it away and pretended like that part of my life didn't happen. And here we are, a fresh start. Here we are. We need a second one. We need a fresh start one. But now let's move on to uh, Future Billionaireing. When was it established and why? Future Billionaireing was established in 2014, 2015. And as the name speaks for itself, I was a very hungry entrepreneur. So this was at the time when a lot of kids are getting out. In, In my era, I can call it, you know, a lot of kids are getting out. They're trying their own businesses it was literally just like the hype of the moment. If you were not in a nine to five and you were snapping pictures of you like at a coffee shop, 
because that's when that trend started. So you'd find us mm-hmm. entrepreneurs in coffee shops and having meetings and Instagram is available and we're posting these things up. And the whole ideology and philosophy around future billionaireing was, I really just want to be a future billionaire. I really mm-hmm. just want to change the landscape. I want to change my life, my direction. I just want to change things because I don't like the circumstance mm-hmm. that I come from. I always, mm-hmm. I hate being at the back foot. And yeah, a very interesting journey. It also kind of had its its dip, as we know, with entrepreneurship. But yeah, we just keep it moving. And I always just keep, you know, changing the business model and trying to refocus it to something that is actually going to stick. What's the core focus of the business? The core focus is always being about human beings. I think at the time, the little slogan that I went with was uh, putting people first. If I can mm-hmm. remember correctly, you know, mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a long time since that first slogan, but there was something about it that was about people. It was about mm-hmm. helping people and Africans. So my core theme throughout my entrepreneurship journey has always been about people and doing things mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. and community. Yeah. Oh, Incredible. restoring dreams, restoring ah. dreams where hope is lost. That was the, mm-hmm. the 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 slogan: restoring dreams where hope is lost. I like that. I like that. And Think Africa, how did that come about? Think Africa, Rhea and I were sitting, she was harassing me. Rhea Mm -hmm. is my partner in that, harassing me, saying, dude, like I'm an academic and every time I speak to you, it sounds like you're one of me. And I'm like, nope, I'm from the streets, bro. So like, I don't play that, you know, academic game. There's nothing for me to gain out of there. And we're talking about technology. We're talking about 4IR and um, where the world is headed. And because I always do like prediction posts, like um, I predict that the cosmetics industry is going to go into organic materials and this is going to become the new trend. So I'm almost like always trend analyzing things. And she found an interest in that and said, let's hook up and let's just create a business which is going to be an institution one day. So, you know, our working model with that is just creating small communities of people that want to learn about tech, people that want to learn about creativity and people that want to learn about creating ideology so that they can go facilitate that for their communities out there. The community part of it is all good. And I think the hardest part and the hardest challenge now is literally getting this thing into a formalized institution. And that's Mm going to take work because our methodologies and our ways of working is, is very different. So you can't pick up a textbook and say, this is science or this is creativity. We've got a very different approach to that. So how do you go to an institution and say, formalize me so that I can go teach this? They're going to say to you, base it off of something that is already current. And we're saying, but education doesn't need to be the way education is right now. Um, Mm. We can do education differently. You doing podcasting, that's a form of education. So why can't you go certify your podcast for it to become an institution? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Do you think entrepreneurship can be taught or is it something that you, you experience through doing? Can I tell you my truth? Mm-hmm, please. I hate entrepreneurship and I hate how it's been positioned because I really think that we've we've taken the hunger and the drive out of it. And we've basically like bedazzled it with success or an mm. idea of success. And I think once you start being about yourself and in your head, you start to realize that success can mean so many different things to so many people. And I think these days, a lot of our age mates are chasing secondary incomes, additional incomes just for the sake Mm -hmm. of doing it and just showing up. And I really think the core of of entrepreneurship is problem solving. So if you want to learn how to problem solve, that can be taught. And eventually a business will, will surface from that. But 
if you think you you are born with an ability to just be an entrepreneur, I don't think that is possible. So I don't mm. think anyone is born an entrepreneur, but I do think that people can be born problem solvers and that mm. will make them good businessmen and entrepreneurs. Awesome. How early in life did you know that you were a problem solver? When I started breaking down toys, that's where mm-hmm. it started. Started breaking down toys and rebuilding them again. I've always wanted to oh. see what's inside things. So I'm always breaking things to just kind of just see, you know, if it's a cell phone, I want to fix it first before I get rid of it. If it's a laptop, I want to fix it first before I get rid of it. I broke my wife's, um, what do you call this thing? Ring light. And, <laughs> you know, I had to replace it. And I'm like, wait, before I replace this thing, let me see what is actually wrong. And I can't cut it, dog. Like, it's here. You know, it's working. Yeah. It doesn't look the same, but it's still working. Now, let's get into the... Who is Koti Wang? Where are you from? How were you raised? Siblings? Family? Scotty is just like a black African man who's just trying to get his way around the world. Scotty Wang is also obviously not my birth name. It's an alias that I use for my projects, for my works. Um, I really believe that my other name has a lot in its destiny. So Mm. when I'm ready, willing and able, you know, my other name will surface. And I hope by that time I'm mature enough to to carry through what I believe has been given to me. Um, Mm. Scotty is just a guy. He's all over the internet. He's Googleable. And I can always take a rest from him when I need to. But at the same time, the beautiful thing about Scotty is that he's the same person as the other person in terms of mm. values and principles and stuff and belief. Yeah. I'm originally Pretoria born, now Johannesburg based. I've got four other siblings, a mom and a dad. And yeah, I'm just a regular guy who's just been trying to just get his way through the world. Mm-hmm. A regular guy who has been explained as a stellar South African young man seeking to reposition Africa and African millennials through sharing perspective in his writing, ideas and conversation platforms. I don't think there's just a regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, to be honest with you, Rafila, um, I think sometimes, sometimes we've just got to shine away from the praise because I think that really takes away from our heart of hearts. Sometimes mm. we just got to do what our hearts feel that we need to do without recognition, without praise, because I think the more it is that you get exposed to the world and people and the more recognition you get, you kind of start to lose the essence of why you do what you do. And mm. I've been blessed to kind of not be out, out there, you know, mm. so I'll be out there to the communities that matter um, where I actually make a change and make a difference. Incredible. You, you're known for your vested interest in human behavior. Why is that? Human behavior is fascinating because ultimately it is the driver to the decisions that we make. Everything that we do is habitual to a certain extent. And mm-hmm. I think that habit is also grown from behavior and vice versa. Behavior is created by habit. So it's this funny coexisting world where the way a person behaves or ultimately acts kind of becomes a representation of who they are or who they become. And that becomes interesting because, you know, if somebody says that I've acted out of character, that pretty much means that behavior or that action in that moment is something that was a a, a developing habit. Hmm. And if you don't catch it early enough, it becomes a disease. I mean, we've had issues with like mental illness and mental illness Mm -hmm. became this big thing. But what people don't realize is that Mental illness and emotional illness are like cousins, you know, Mm. so the focus becomes so much on the mind, 
but never on the heart, never on the spirit, never on the emotions. Mm -hmm. And we try to solve the one, or we've been trying to solve the one, which is, you know, the mental illness side of things, but yet we connected the emotional illness um, side of things. So if you do not observe human behavior, you'll never Mm -hmm. truly get the answers to solve actual problems. You always Mm -hmm. think and guess, Hmm. oh, Africa needs water. No, Africa does not need water. Africa's got enough resources. You know, Africa needs a mind shift. You know, Africa needs an emotional shift. It needs healing. So it's not a resource issue. It's not a funding issue. Africa just needs to be cradled a little bit and to say, we care and we understand. And Africa just needs a mindset to say, we can and we will, as opposed to everything that we have been taught and everything that we have learned, which is ultimately behavior. Let's talk about self-awareness, mastery, and authenticity. Why is it important to know and understand thyself? You wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you didn't have some perspective on who you are. And I think what you're doing is something. Exactly. What you're doing is something that you feel inside of you. And when you feel it inside of you, that means that there's some sort of gift that was birthed in you that says, you know what, I need to make sure that I showcase talent and I need to make sure that I showcase pioneers. It's not just a hobby. It's something inside of you that makes you feel like you're a vessel um, that is going to like kind of lead people to listen to people like Scotty that are not known or that don't have airtime or radio play. You know what I'm saying? I think when it comes to self-awareness, when you figure out your path and your destiny, the first step that somebody needs to take is just to be self-aware so that you're not easily swayed by things, people, and what comes with the gift that you're given. Because if mm-hmm. you get called right now to host on TV, if you switch up and you change, what has been given to you ultimately goes away because you weren't aware enough of where you need to direct this opportunity that has been given to you. And thus people keep on losing mm-hmm. things. So self-awareness is important and mastery is you constantly starting with the Scotties of the world because one day you'll be interviewing the Tim Robbins of the world and the Barack Obamas of the world, you know? And it all started with a Scotty, a Weza, a Rhea, you know? So when you start to hone that craft and you start to master it, you become literally ultimately the boss at it. I mean, look at your Oprah Winfrey's, look at your Trevor Noah's. It's that one skill that you keep doing over and over and over and over again that ultimately gets you to where this thing that you've been feeling inside of you have been saying that you belong where you need to go. And um, Hmm. what else did you say? You said uh, self-awareness, mastery and... Authenticity. Authenticity. Now, the Mm. vehicle that gets you to where you're going is you ultimately being Rufilwe. Everybody has got Mm. to know Rufilwe ki Rufilwe. Rufilwe, like, you know? So, Mm. ultimately, the car that drives you to the destiny that you need to go to becomes your authentic self. Because once you're Mm. an authentic human being, people start to relate to you. And it's relation that gets the wheel turning. Hence, in entrepreneurship, Mm. we've got things that we call networks. When people start to connect to you, they give you opportunities. They give you business. They give you their money. They are willing Mm. to invite you into their homes. So that's the model for me, you know, Mm. self-awareness, mastery, and authenticity. Wow. Have you ever come across an adult who struggles with issues of identity and self-mastery? I'd like to know if you ever make them aware of that and how do you engage them? Because this is one of your subjects of expertise. (laughs) Um, To be honest with you, at first you start off as an activist and then you realize Mm -hmm. it's not your place to change everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, It's your place for those who want to hear to hear. 
So I don't chase numbers anymore. Like whether there's 10 streams or whether there's five likes or whether there's 10 friends, those who want to hear will hear, you know. Mm. So when it comes to adults, I, I encounter a lot of adults, especially, you know, parentals who I think have not yet developed um, psychologically. Uh, I don't want to be rude, but I, I would like to say that, you know, their reasoning capacity is just very weak and very shallow and they know what they know. But at the same time, when you learn all these things that I've just spoken about, you also learn that this perspective and perspective mm-hmm. is not like opinion. Opinion is you just like shoving what you believe to someone, hoping that they'll believe it too. Perspective mm-hmm. is understanding every point of view and walking away with what you believe and ultimately mm-hmm. learning from everybody else's perspective. So mm-hmm. there is never a right According to me, everything Mm. is right, but Mm. everything is also wrong, depending on where you are and how you see things. Um, So with our parents and adults, they are where they are and they have learned what they've learned. And that's they'll only see things in a specific way. And we also we have grown up in this liberal world where we see what we see, how we see, you know, respect means something completely different to you and I than it does to like a 50, 60 year old person. San Bonani and to Eta. It's the same thing. We greeted each other, right? But Mm -hmm. to a 60-year-old, the tone and what you said matters more than the fact that you actually greeted. Let's talk about your (laughs) TED Talk. TED Talk. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah. I'm an honest guy. Mm. Um, I could have done so much better. What? Yeah, I could have done so much better in that talk. What do you mean? I think when I look back at it, same way that I did with the book, same way that I did with all other business ventures. I think that the delivery could have been much better um, and the focus could have been much better. There's a Mm -hmm. reason why I say this. You know, the thing is like, we can't come to platforms and just flaunt. We also have to show the other side of of the, the coin, right? And so if you view it and you look at it and you say, damn, this is good, kudos to you. But also we need to also teach each other You know, the delivery from my perspective, I was like, man, you know, I could have. What I walk away with from that, Ted, is the ideas that I shared. So the concept, the idea and everything, that was beautiful. The delivery could have been better to carry out the message better. That's what I I mean. I I didn't see that. That's what I want to get into the subject matter, the topic that you were covering. Yeah. Mm. I mean, first of all, just the title just grabbed me and I was like, okay, wow, this is something different. And I'd love to talk to the person giving this talk. How did you come up with the topic, your your preparation towards the talk? How was that? So the, the topic was also like the book Finding Makoti, where I was like sitting in this weird world of technology as well as relationships as subject matters because I love them both. And I was like, I really just want to combine the two worlds because essentially you know they do have an effect on each other as i was saying that cause and effect thing um so the future of of dating and matrimony in africa was Hmm. inspired by looking at the trends and watching people so what is popular on the socials and what are people speaking about when it comes to relationships and the most dangerous thing for me that i saw was this idea that the youth of today in South Africa specifically have this nag of using one another, then blaming one another for causing pain on one another. So to simplify it, you would have a guy, he drives a golf six and you would have a girl. She has beautiful makeup on. She needs the guy for transport and to go to the club. And he 
needs to be seen with her as well as do whatever he does with her because they're both just numbers to one another. However, mm. when they walk away from this terrible situation that brought them together because they both had needs that they both needed to meet from each other, which was to use each other, the moment that they walk away from all of this, she says, oh no, he left me at the club. But then he says, Oh no, she was looking at other guys who were not driving a golf, but they were driving like a, I don't know, a Porsche or whatever. So mm-hmm. we stuck in this crazy world where, you know, the perception and the perspective is just us talking at each other. And for me, I find that dangerous because the current tone now in relationships when it comes to South Africans particularly is I don't want to get married. And I'm like, mm. marriage is bad because everyone divorces and yafana. You know, let's just live our life and just do our thing. And it's like, you're crazy. Why are you dating? What's the point? What's the purpose? Mm. So that's what inspired that talk. And I was just talking around the dangers of and what we can do to, to fix that or to rehabilitate ourselves. So any talks in the future, maybe even virtually, maybe? Yeah. So I had taken a break last year, obviously, because of COVID. The plan was to literally go boss out on, on this thing that I feel that I need to do and get my voice out there in the world without being timid or shy. Then last year happened, obviously events were stopped. And now I'm at this place where I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of insight that I want to share, but I no longer want to attract crowds or people. He who wants to hear will hear. So like when mm. I get an opportunity to be a part of your conversation platform, I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. I really don't want to monetize on this thing. I think I can monetize with other things things but i just want to share my heart of hearts my truth and just want to speak to people and hopefully what i say makes a difference to someone else yeah it's not a career for me great stuff and how do we keep in touch with you you mentioned that you're googleable uh, and you are which where do we go (laughs) twitter instagram youtube um where i always tell people you might be verified on instagram but i'm verified on google Anyway, um, (laughs) so that's just my little flex. That's just my little flex. You can find me on Instagram. I have fun there. Very interactive. I write a lot of like motivational, inspirational content on Facebook. I still believe in that platform, even though everyone is running away from it. And I'm not a big Twitter person. Yeah, I think those are the spaces that you would find me, like just literally just hanging out. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting this TikTok thing. Like I'm just I've just been on TikTok. Um, Mm. I'll see how that goes. But yeah, Mm. Scotty underscore Wang everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Scotty underscore Wang. That's where you'll find me. Scotty, thank you so much for coming on the show. Continue to make dope things happen, even though you say you try and continue trying very hard. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, uh, Rafilo. Do you think I'm a pioneer? Of course you are. Do you think you're a pioneer? <laughs> I want to oh, know if you, man. if I didn't believe you were one, you wouldn't be here. But do you think yeah. and believe you? Yeah. I'm not a pioneer and I don't believe that I am. I think that I've still got a lot of self-doubt to deal with, obviously without validation. You know, something that I've been working through. I've done a lot, a lot of credible stuff, even outside of the things that you mentioned. But I've never given myself that time to say, hey, man. You've actually done a lot and congratulations. You've actually pioneered a lot of things and movements, even though you're not the one who's on the billboard at the end, but you, you actually started things um, that helped you other have. people to start things, you know? In your space, you have. Yeah. 
but that's yeah. that's my journey to walk and i think you know in time i'll probably also just accept but i think the only time i'm going to accept this pioneering thing is when i just reach that billionaire status i really just want to be a billionaire i <laughs> think you're well on your way i think you're well <laughs> on your way sure thing can i just say one last thing of course so my wife is an artist her name is nikki m and you guys have to like listen to her she's got this beautiful song that's called waste man it's so dope so yeah that's all i wanted to say nikki m waste man is the song and there's many more to come amazing amazing <laughs> thank sure you so thing. much and all the best thank you so much rafilwe i definitely enjoyed that i hope you did too Continue to engage on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at Rifilwe Tobeja, Facebook page Rifilwe Tobeja, and on LinkedIn, I am Rifilwe Tato Tobeja. Let's connect again next week when we level up, level up with yet another pioneer, innovator, or entrepreneur on Conversations with Pioneers. Take care. Conversations with Pioneers, hosted by Rifilwe Tobeja.